0: what up welcome to a podcast with mo i am mo this is episode 126 on this episode we are joined by koopy my wife to talk about books and all the books she read in december and then we talk about some tv shows that we're into these days uh thanks for checking us out What up? We are joined by Koopy. Hello. So that means we're talking books.
1: That's right.
0: We'll probably also talk some TV shows because we've been yeah. lazy and watch a lot of TV lately. Um, but mainly when you're here, we're here to talk about books.
1: That's right. So I have challenged myself in the year of 2019 to read 60 books.
0: Yes. And so we looked up some stuff. Um, basically, if you're newish to the podcast or maybe you've been here forever, um, all year, Coopies come on every month, to talk about the books you read the previous month because you had a goal of reading the 60 books in a year and you just met it.
1: Yes, I well, I technically did complete the goal about two days before the end of December, right? So
0: you could have done probably one more.
1: If I really felt motivated, yeah, I could have done another, right? But I felt accomplished in the fact that I had already met 60, so
0: right, I agree. I think you should have taken it's a nice a break.
1: even number. Right, weird to go over.
0: Definitely hard. And then you asked me to look up our New Year's resolutions from last year because you thought we did them, but I didn't. I forgot until just oh, now. Oh, okay. So, my bad.
1: Well, I Damn. thought it'd just be interesting to see how much we failed.
0: Right. I've, I have a feeling. I, I didn't think I had any last year because I'd already quit smoking cigarettes a few months before. And I was like, you know what? That's pretty fucking good. You know? I think
1: we said save money, which... Didn't happen. I mean, yeah. We didn't... Like, spend an excessive, like, more money than we normally do?
0: Actually, we had done pretty good at saving until March. And then we had some plumbing issues that took all of our savings. And then since then, it's been, like, not going well on that front.
1: (laughs) Right. And a lot of car stuff popping up. But anyway, that I think was one. I think last year we also challenged ourselves to drink less soda. Right. And we didn't.
0: Not at all. Actually, I would say I probably drink less. I still drink a lot.
1: Well, depending on maybe purchases, but I don't know about ounces. Because your cup size went up.
0: Yeah, well it made more sense. <laughs> um Yeah, and so this year our New Year's resolution is not to drink soda, at least mine is.
1: I've had some diet coke, but I don't know if that counts like Coke Zero.
0: Right. I just to me it's just uh it'll make me want the real thing, you know, so
1: Yeah. Well it's I drink it every day at lunch. It's like my one thing I look forward to in the work day, so i'm not gonna cut it out but fountain drinks like full-on coke i'm down to cut out
0: right so um right now what day are we on we're recording this we're only on the second day of the year and um i'm already like damn i would love a soda yeah, but and I'm not even real because in my mind, I thought that meant like, well, that means I'll drink all this water. But I haven't. I've just drank sweet tea and Kool-Aid.
1: I've had some had some water, a lot more water the last two days. Right. But you have not. <laughs>
0: so we'll see if that happens. I need to get bottled water to trick my mind. I
1: do drink quite a bit of water, though, drink
0: normally normally
1: because yeah. I drink water throughout the day and then I have a Coke Zero at lunch.
0: Right. um. But all right, we'll get to your books and we'll talk about some TV stuff. So what is the first book? Um that you read in December.
1: Okay. It was probably my most anticipated book of the year. Like it was finishing off a series. It's called The Queen of Nothing by Holly Black, and the series is the Folk of the Air series. It's a modern day fairy tale set in like a parallel universe, so to speak. Like you you could go from the modern world to the fairy world. If you just only knew how, so to speak. Right. But um, it's really good uh, conclusion to the trilogy. It's kind of a romance. It has a girl named Jude. And the prince king of the fairies is Carden. And so it's like an enemy to friends to romance sort of relationship throughout the series. So it was good. I liked it a lot. Um, the books just kept getting shorter and shorter though, right? which was kind of a bummer because usually it goes the other way. Yeah.
0: Normally they always get longer and longer.
1: So the first book was the longest one. So I was kind of let down about that.
0: Right. Well, but you overall enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, I really like it. It's fun. It's got like a dark humor quality to it. Um, the characters are all very, um, interesting and just like, they're magical creatures, so they're all kind of different. Right. Um. One of my favorite characters, and this one was a new character called Gram Grimamog. Was I think how you say it? And she's known for eating humans, it, and she's a she like wears this a blood cap, a hat that she dips in the blood of all of her people, and over the years it's become like really dark and gruesome, and just she's like this green. Troll lady, but she can glamour people. Well, anyway, fine.
0: Yeah, that's a good, Tom. So there's lots
1: of like weird characters like that. So it's just it's not. Um, I mean, it's a modern fairy tale, but it definitely has like old fairy tale elements to it. Right, we're well, right on. Yeah, so it's set in modern times, but it's set also in Elfheim, so it's like a. Anyway, I don't know if I'm describing it very well. I know I've talked about the series before, so right. maybe well, some people know what I'm talking about. The
0: last in the book. And our yeah, dog, I can't really go off sure into detail. I'm sure you can hear is trying to be on the podcast barking and shit, so we'll see how that...
1: A little distracting. Yeah. But um, that was the fir- <laughs> that was the first book I read, um, and I read it pretty quick. I read it over like just a weekend. Right. Because I was into it, and it's short.
0: Well, hell Yeah. Um, What was the next one? There, It looks like it has a cool cover.
1: Oh, this one is a beautiful book. It's called Winterwood by Shay Earnshaw. And for those of you who can't see it, it's a hardback and it's got a white jacket with these pretty blue uh, tree limbs, like bare branches. But there's also these crescent moons and gold foil. And then when you take the dust jacket off, the whole book is this really pretty blue
0: with like silver foil, with
1: sil- yeah, silver foil design on the front, and the pages are sprayed to be blue.
0: Yeah, they're very cool.
1: Um, and this book is a standalone, so it's not in a series. Cool. Um, it, I, there's other books by this author I want to read in the next year, so we might hear more about Shay Earnshaw in the future. But this one is called Winterwood, and it is about this girl named Nora who comes from a long line of females who have witchy abilities which like powers but her mother didn't want to be a part of that and so didn't raise her daughter like all the other ones so the only magic she knows is just a little bit of healing and stuff that her grandma taught her before she died so Nora is basically living by herself her mother's off on an adventure or whatever, just kind of abandon her, um, in this community that has really harsh winters. And I guess in the summertime, it's a lake community. So people come in for the summer, but in the winter, everyone leaves except Nora. And then across the lake is a boys school for guys who are always in trouble and they're on like their last opportunity to get it right. And so, um, One night, one of the boys goes mysteriously missing. And under a full moon, Nora goes into the Wicker Woods where she hunts for lost things. And so she's like kind of like a trinket collector. And one of the things she finds in the woods is this lost boy. And so it's kind of like this mystery about how did he end up in the Wicker Woods? Um, There's also a mysterious murder that's happened across the, sh- uh, the lake at the boys' home that Nora gets tangled up in. Uh, so there's just all kinds of um, things that happen in the story. It's I don't want to give it away, but it was really good. I
0: right. liked
1: it. It reminded me of the near witch, which was a book I read in the spring by Victoria Schwab. They both have like that feeling where like the setting is part of the story. It's like a character in and of right. the story itself. So. If you like magical realism, it's a modern story, so like it's contemporary, but it does have this otherworldly element to it as well. If you can't tell, I kind of have a type of book I like.
0: Right. Magic's cool.
1: Magic is cool. I wish we all had more magic in our lives.
0: Right. (laughs) Um, Cool. And what's your next one?
1: Um, The next one I read is a Reese Witherspoon book club book from last year oh boy I bought it last December and never read it so I knew I had to read it this December and it's called one day in December ah. so I, this is like the only month I felt like I could read it it's set in London so that's why you see like the London. red double stacked bus um and she locks eyes with uh, I think her name is Lori right and she marks or locks eyes with the guy who i'm struggling to think of his name at the moment
0: Winchester
1: I feel like it says it on here somewhere I know each chapter is labeled Jack his name is Jack the ripper uh, <laughs> um
0: takes a dark turn
1: and for like the first year so this book is like divided up into years it like takes place over 7 years or something like that. I don't know.
0: True romance, if you will.
1: Um and in the first year she's constantly looking for the bus boy and she can never find him. So they didn't like meet that day, but it was like love at first sight. And then one day her best friend is excited to introduce her to her new boyfriend and she goes into the the party and it turns out that her best friend is dating her dream boy, bus boy. And so she's devastated and they instantly just act like they don't know each other, even though they clearly recognize each other. Right. And so for years, she's pretending like they don't know each other, but they're both like clearly unhappy in their other lives. But it was a, like a Bridget Jones meets love, actually holiday romance comedy. Right. It was good. Definitely not my, my normal type of book. Yeah, right.
0: I remember when you were reading it, you didn't seem too impressed.
1: At first. It took me a several, maybe like 200 pages or so before I really was like invested in the characters and cared.
0: Damn, it's a long time. Long time.
1: But it was like an easy read. Right. It wasn't hard to get through. Right. It
0: helps you get that 60. Yeah. For sure.
1: I'm glad I read it because there was a lot of hype around it. And so now I can, like, I think it'd make a really cute movie. I must say,
0: yeah, and it sounds like it'll be a movie.
1: Someday I think it'll be a movie, and I think it would be really cute.
0: Like, one of my big complaints, um, and it's not really a complaint, but it is, with that book Armada that I have, um, is it just reads like a movie. And the whole time you're like, oh, this just a movie script. that right. is a book like yeah. so it's okay, but you're like, oh, this isn't anything special because right, yeah, it's just a
1: this one, yeah, it's definitely cliche. Lots of like you can clearly guess what's gonna happen throughout right. the whole book. Um, but it was cute. Well, I'd read more by her if I was in the right mood. The right. author, by the way, is Josie Silver.
0: Cool. All right. So, and you got two more books.
1: Two more books. The next book is a beast of a book. It's called Kingdom of Ash by Sarah J. Mass, And this is book eight in the throne of glass series. So I started this series in July ish, maybe June. I don't know of 2018.
0: Right. Been a while.
1: Been a long time. And then I took a hiatus. I read like the first five right. four or five back to back. Remember that? And then I just didn't pick them up again for like six months. And so this year, um, Sarah J. Mass announced that she has a whole new book coming out that has nothing to do with these series. And on a whim, I pre ordered it because that's how I am. And then I was like, oh crap, I have to finish the Throne of Glass books before I can start another Sarah J. Mass book. So I'd made it my personal goal to finish the series before the end of the year. These are long books. It's an epic fantasy series. And I mean, throughout this series, there are probably like 15 main characters that you're following. And so it's just a lot to keep track of. And some of the storylines you are not invested in all the time. And so the series has taken me a while to get through. But I really like it in the end, now that I've finished it and stuck it out. I think it's going to be like a Hulu series. Oh, right on! I don't know if it'll be any good,
0: but yeah, want to see maybe watch someday.
1: Yeah, so I can't really go- begin to describe what happens in the story, except to say the main girl on the cover is. Um, is he an elf? She's she becomes a fairy throughout okay. this series. She's like she
0: looks like a vampire. On the she's cover. part
1: human, part fae. Okay, and her name is um, in the first book, uh, Sardoth Sardothian. And by the end of the series, her name is Alien Galathinius. So, like, her whole character basically changes throughout the series, but she's the same person. It's just her identity and right. I don't know. So, Aelin, as she is now in book eight, is um, going to war to get her kingdom back. Like, she's the queen of the of Terrasen, and it's been a long time and at war, and the people have been enslaved by all these corrupt rulers and the main villain is a queen named Maeve and she's apparently the queen of the fae is what you think throughout the whole series. But in the last book, last couple books, you realize that she's not everything she claims. I don't really want to give anything away, but there's like a whole twist to Maeve's storyline. And so, um, they're trying to figure out how they're going to beat her and, I liked the ending. I thought it was really good. My favorite character is a witch named Manon Blackbeak. She's really cool. She has a, a romantic storyline with this guy named. Well, I don't want to give too much away.
0: Yeah, you just can't. Talk I can't about say.
1: It. I can't say anything more.
0: But you enjoyed it. You I did. Like the. Was this the one that you didn't like the first few? I
1: liked the first couple, and then around book three and four, I started to. It was just so many characters, and I was. I don't know just did not invested in all of them right so I kind of like that's about the time where I kind of died off on reading them so quickly but I really did enjoy this series I just read her other series A Court of Thorns and Roses and loved it so much more right and so I've read other books by her that I just think are better gotcha but I rec- I liked it. I recommend it to anybody who likes epic fantasy. I would say start with the Throne of Glass series and then read the Acotar series. Right, just because um, the other one's better. Just I, that's in my opinion. I think the other one's better. Right, but the other one's shorter. It's only three books plus a novella, and now they're doing a sp- spinoff series from other characters' perspectives.
0: Right, but it doesn't have eight books. Not so. yet. Not yet. Um, All right. what was your last book for the year?
1: Okay, so the last book of the year was Bright We Burn by Kirsten White, and I have been reading this series since October. So in October, I read the first book, And I Darken. In November, I read Now I Rise, and so in December I read Bright We Burn, and it's part of the Conqueror's Saga, and it is a... Historical fiction, gender swap retelling of Vlad the Impaler. So the main character instead of Vlad is Lada. And she is the prince of Walisha. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right at all. No, she identifies as prince. Oh, okay. Um,
0: They did a quote thing, so I didn't know.
1: Well, they don't see a lot of the men. Don't see her as prince.
0: I see. I see
1: because the boyers who are like the no, the lords or whatever of that particular country, a lot of them don't want her to be their ruler. I see. So it has so much in this story. It's like half of the time it's Lada's perspective and trying to conquer all of this, or like she she tries to she. Kills off a bunch of people in Bulgaria. Hungary is mad at her. Um and then the Ottomans are like the uh her main enemy, but also her lover, Mehmed, is the king of the Ottomans. And so they have like this weird romantic enemy sort of relationship. Forbidden, relation, love, forbidden thing. love thing, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other half of the story is her brother Radu's perspective. And he's in the Ottoman Empire and he also loves Mehmed but has never actually had a relationship with him in any other capacity than just very good friends. And so both of these siblings are in love with the same man, basically. But Lada doesn't want to be in love and pushes him away. And Radu can't be with him, so he pushes himself away. And so there's all of that going on in the background of the war and conquering different lands and battles and um Lota has lost her family throughout most of the series. Her brother doesn't have contact with her much in the last book. And so there's also kind of like this found family aspect between her and her soldiers, her genissaries, I think that's how you pronounce it. Um and so I really like those relationships. Right. Um and then Radu's little storyline he is married but um him and his wife have an understanding they're both gay and so she's in a lesbian relationship with her maid and he just is kind of like a brother figure to that woman right and then eventually he gets his own relationship so there's lots of different right the way
0: the gay should do it in secret
1: no, in <laughs> that's not at all what I'm saying. I don't. Play it. That's not. A, I'm just saying there's a lot of different love lines, storylines. I
0: know. I was just kidding.
1: And so you're following multiple <laughs> perspectives, and they all have, um, they're all just kind of tangled up.
0: The good old days.
1: <laughs> no, but there is a lot to say about religion in the book. Um, so if you are interested in Islam, um. That's, you know, one of the main religions in this story, but then also Lada identifies as Catholic, and so there's a whole religious crusade, holy war type element to this book as well. Like I said, it is a historical fiction, so if you know anything about the Ottoman Empire, and Which the, I don't. I've the heard siege about a lot, of Constantinople, and...
0: But no, no shit about it.
1: Yeah, so this might be up your alley if you like that type of thing, but it is gender... So it is, for some reason, she switched... I think she was trying to make it a feminist novel by making Vlad the Impaler a woman. Right. But just knowing that it's loosely based off of a man kind of takes away from, I don't know. I don't really know what I'm saying.
0: Right. Like, why not just take a real woman that did something cool? Yeah. Instead of
1: or a just make it about one. Vlad and his brother Radu. Like, his Radu was a real man. Right. And nothing about him was changed.
0: Right. So, that was weird.
1: Like, maybe Radu should have been an actual woman. And I don't know.
0: Right. Um, well, that's an impressive to get 60 books. You yeah,
1: did it. I did it. I did um, in the previous month read a comic book, which was short. It was my shortest book of the year. Right. It was 176 pages. Yeah, I looked, You have
0: all these stats that you got somehow.
1: Yeah. Through Goodreads, it can monitor your stats. And so um, let me just pull that up real quick and give you a quick stat update for my 2019 Okay, so in 2019, I read a total of 26,937 pages across 60 books. My shortest book was Saga. It's a, the comic book. It's 176 pages. The longest book I read was the one I was talking about a minute ago, Kingdom of Ash, 984 pages. The average book I read is about 448 pages long. The most popular book I read this year was The Night Circus. A lot of people have read it. The least popular book I read was Amber and Dusk. And on average, I give a book's about a 4.2 rating. So I tend to like most of the things I read. Right. And the highest rated book I read was also Kingdom of Ash. So that was a really big one. Just in Goodreads, people love it. Right. Um, And so, yeah, uh, those were just five of the 60 books that I read. Right, it's kind of like my year.
0: Spotify, uh, a lot of people have Spotify and at the end of the year, they send you out your stats and you listen to the most. And if you're like me and your own artist pages, you're most listened to, you feel ashamed, but it's like, well, I like my music. Damn it. But my top five list was actually all just people from my music Spotify playlist.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause I played all the time. Um,
1: Well, I haven't really thought about my top five books of the year. Maybe in January when I come back, I can have processed that. February? Yeah, February. I don't know. They were all good. I don't think I could pick just five.
0: Right. Well, So uh, my really last uh, question on your books is what's your goal for this year?
1: I think I'm going to just bump it up to 65, which isn't much from 60 to 65. But last year I bumped it up from... 40 books to 60 books
0: which is a big jump a
1: huge jump and I think I've got just way too ambitious and cocky so I don't want to set myself up for failure right but I I think 65 is still a challenge because I struggled to get to 60
0: yeah I think 65 is a good number see if you get there and you can just add five books here if you can ever pull it off
1: and if I do get to 65 I can still keep reading
0: right very true very true um I will say I think you should um, and try to read some of the books I like this year mixed in there with all these other books.
1: Maybe I already have most of my year planned out though, to be completely honest. Cause I, mm-hmm. a part of it is, is I have several books that I own that I haven't read and I need to read those. Right. Um, I have left June and July open because I'm hoping in May I'll discover, and I'm going to read several firsts in a series, trying to look for my next favorite series. So in June and July, I have, I don't have those months planned out. So maybe I can squeeze in a couple of years then.
0: Cool. I'll be pushing for it.
1: <laughs> All right. So if you have any questions, suggestions, or corrections, please email us at a podcast with Mo. That is a p o d
0: c a s t w i t h m o at gmail dot com. Perfect. Boom. Um, Alright, big thing that I missed to do at the very beginning of this shit, but we're going to do it right now and no one will even care, um, is I have a Patreon page. People need to go give us money. Yes. At patreon.com slash a podcast with Mo. Um, I'll have a link in the podcast description. Um, if you go there and you give a dollar more a month, you could already have early access to the podcast. For instance, we already have the first three Best of Music episodes up for patrons. Those will be out here in mid-January, February, March, but you could already be listening to them for a dollar or more a month. Um also, if you give enough money and be a co-producer like my mother, Pow Wow, Hurricane Haynes, Jay, and Marshall, the Dharmonistro Bear, and Snappy, um, all helping this thing stay going. Because um, honestly, if I didn't have patrons, probably wouldn't be going, you know. But with, uh, their, with this pressure, I feel like I have to keep it going.
1: So thanks for your support, Patreons. And if you're not a Patreon that you listen anyways, thanks for your support too.
0: Yeah, if you listen, it's so cool. I'm always like, oh shit. Like, uh, for instance, our music podcast used to do really well, and then they didn't do very well for a long time and the listens went down, but the most recent one um got a bunch of listens. And I was like, Yes.
1: So yeah, even just listening is awesome. Right. Makes you feel good. But being a Patreon, you really appreciate
0: Right. You're a different you're just another level, you know, you're the elite class <laughs> of people. Um all right. And then we have a merch shop. Um Go there. I'm gonna put a link. It's uh shit, I don't think shop dot com slash a podcast Mo, I believe. Um I'll include a link to that as well. Go there if you want a hat, t shirt, hoodie, uh, mouse pad, uh, tote bag, mugs, uh, you know, anything like that. I think I have all those available. I need to go uh, mess with that. I know I said on Snappy's episode, I just haven't yet, but I need to go Log in, maybe revamp some stuff, look around. I haven't recently. I found I have this T-shirt I wore yesterday. I was like, ooh, this is a good quality T-shirt. I'm going to see if they have that brand to print the shirts on because that would be cool. So anyway, I need to look into that. I need to step it up. Damn it.
1: Yeah, put more. That'll be a New Year's resolution. New Year's
0: resolution for the podcast. Um, Also, I'm selling beats. So everyone buy beats. If you're an artist out there and you need some beats for your new projects, do that. Um, he's
1: definitely evolving in the beat game so if if there's a sound that you're looking for
0: right see I have I think my style or my sound that all my beats kind of sound like but the other day someone was like hey can you make me a free beat and I don't normally but I was bored and I was like sure what do you want it to sound like and he goes I want to sound like a little baby gut beat and I was like I don't know what the hell that is but I just looked up a uh, little baby got a beat tutorial that was five minutes and they were just like, oh, make sure to use these type of pianos, these types of drums. I was like, okay. Then I made one and sent it to him and he was like, this is awesome. The guy will probably never hit me back up and he'll steal the beat. We'll see. Um, but then Skinny heard me and was like, you gave this beat away? Like all fucking offended that I did. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so.
1: So if, even if you don't hear something you you personally want.
0: Yeah, we can work on it. Maybe
1: you can, yeah, work together to make what you want happen.
0: Um. So anyway, all right. And then the only other thing we really need to talk about is we've been watching a lot of TV shows because we've been lazy. Basically, I've been playing Death Stranding. Still, it's a very monotonous game that I'm like, ooh, it's getting a little grindy and a little slow. It's
1: definitely dark.
0: Yeah, it's a dark, slow game, and then lots of fucking shadow people attacking me, and uh, it's so annoying. But um, then we've been, playing, we've been watching a lot of TV shows. So the other day we watched The Deuce, like the whole season three in yeah, a day. Yeah, that was
1: our New Year's show, yeah, <laughs> which was kind of fitting because it opens up and, on a New Year's episode. And- it does.
0: Um, and I kind of started explaining it to Snappy. I explained season one on the last episode of where it's like early 70s. Um, it's more prostitutes and pimps. And it's like the very beginning of the porn industry. And then the show kind of is following the way it went from like a dirty sex worker job of prostitutes and pimps to like this more... It looked like it was going to be a cleaner future for porn, but then by the end you realize it also has its pitfalls and dirty side as well, you know. And
1: Right, uh, so like one of the storylines is cleaning up Times Square.
0: Yeah, so the deuce is what this part of New York that becomes Times Square current day. So that's what it's named after.
1: And then there's also the perspective of pushing out the place for all the misfits, the bohemian life that used to live there in Greenwich village. And like the season
0: one pimps are a great storyline, like method man's in it and they have these great suits and you just really feel for them. And then, you know, by the end of season two, that pimp lifestyle is pretty much dead. And then they jump another few years for season three. And uh, James Franco does a good job as an actor. Maggie Gyllenhaal does a good job. Um, Yeah.
1: She's her storylines. Definitely my favorite. There's a lot of really good women perspectives um, they're all playing hookers and prostitutes. So it's just, uh, I would imagine a hard role to get into and all of the women do a really good job. Right. Very right. good. So it does have obviously pornographic images cause it's a porn. It's about porn. Right. Um,
0: And they get pretty, vo- they get more graphic as it goes along. The first, I remember the first one, it's very crazy because it shows a guy getting his dick sucked in a phone booth in like the first episode, and you're like, oh, shit, they're showing this on, like, a... Because normally they don't actually show the act, you know, on a TV show. They'll, like, allude to it. You'll see a head, but you don't actually see an erect penis. And, um...
1: So if any of that makes you uncomfortable, do not watch it. Right. But if you can appreciate it for, like, the the drama and the story and the history that it's telling, it's, it's really good. And I always
0: tell people, creator of The Wire did it. So if you like The Wire, The Wire stuff is one of the top five TV shows of all time by a lot of, you know, places. Um, and I think this is better problem. I mean, it's it's very similar in the storytelling beats and the pacing of it is very similar to The Wire, I think. Um, but I think it's just more interesting because it is kind of risque, you know, in some of the topics. But that's not really, that's not why you watch it. You don't really watch because you're like, oh, a porn scene's in the next one. It is because you're like, oh, I wonder what happens with, this hooker, if she gets out of this situation, you know, or whatever. Or you feel bad for people and, I don't know, good show. Good show. And I also got to always shout out, as much as I can, everyone should get HBO Go so I can keep watching these shows and talk about them and people will know the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, we think we need to watch Noble* because we never watched that. It was a miniseries this last year that we were always like, oh, we'll get around to it. We never did. Uh, the Watchmen. We can now watch because we were wanting to watch Waiting it, until
1: the Deuce but we were like, well, "Let's
0: finish the Deuce first before we w- start a new show." So we'll watch that. I thought there was something else, uh, Mrs. F- something on there.
1: Fletcher. Mrs.
0: Fletcher. Look, I like can show you. said it looked pretty. F-
1: yeah, I want to watch that one. And then there's also one that I will probably just watch by myself. About I think it's it's some Queen of England. I think right. it's Queen Elizabeth because you were like, "How many can they make of her?" And I was like, "She's just the greatest queen." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the queen Elizabeth the first. Uh, but anyway, I don't know. Um, uh, so that, that there's, that's one show. We definitely really wa- enjoyed watching. It only had three season. That was the last one, the final season. There's a
0: few shows I like though. That only do three seasons. Like we just thought about rewatching halt and catch fire. And I was like, Oh, that was a pretty good one. I think it only had three seasons, but it felt like more, you know, cause the way they timed they done a very similar thing. They time jumped and all yeah. that. Um,
1: we, I've been watching a show called Virgin River on Netflix.
0: That is not my style at all.
1: To me, it's like Everwood meets Heart of Dixie.
0: Yeah. And yeah. one of the doctors was a doctor on Heart of Dixie. Yes. Because I looked up his IMDb trying to figure out who he was. You did. Day. That's
1: right. So it's like definitely more drama than Heart of Dixie.
0: He was the main frat guy in uh, Animal House, by the way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I ended
0: up being like, that's what he's the, from. The
1: main doctor guy on uh, Virgin River. Yeah. Um. But I like it. It's definitely a drama show, um, kind of slow.
0: Yeah, well, to me, I mean, it's it's corny. It's that CW shit, you know, or whatever. And that's fine. I mean, that people like that. But just for me, I'm like, I don't. It's not. It's
1: got cozy vibes wherever they live in Vir- Virgin Rivers in California somewhere. I don't know, but
0: yeah, and every, it's all pure whatever. Um, <laughs> also, uh, we finished Gilmore Girls. Because I've been joking about yeah. or talking about on the podcast of how we've just been watching all of them, and we finished the year interview.
1: I was yeah. I, I have only ever watched the f- the four seasons once. Right. So even so, though for I've watched- you, know,
0: it's like four seasons. That so Netflix did a reboot and they set it in the four seasons, and it's called a Gilmore Girls: A Year Interview. So you've watched the normal Gilmore Girl Gilmore Girls seven season run, probably many dozen times, times and um. But this is only your second time to see the year interview.
1: So, yeah, I was really building up to watching that again is what I really was going for. Right. Because um, I felt like it was time to rewatch it. And I think winter is definitely the best episode. Most authentically, Gilmore Girls. I think it gets honestly kind of weirder as the
0: Yeah, summer, year goes I remember by. being particularly like, why do they keep showing the swimming pool they never were in during the show?
1: Yeah, they've never once been to a swimming pool. And all of the Gilmore Girls seven years seasons and then all of a sudden just because it's the summer episode that's what they're doing and I, I don't know it just didn't feel right they should have gone on some like weird whimsy road trip or something that's what a gilmore girl would have done
0: right um but it's it's pretty gilmore girls isn't bad as someone who's never watched it until i met you and then got forced to watch it it's not horrible but i do think rory after in the comeback she just forgot the character she was playing um, and it's just really obvious once we went from watching however many episodes in the previous day and then watch that one. I was like, oh, she's doing like a different voice, a different.
1: Her voice is different. But I think the best character after rewatching them all is Paris Keller. Oh, well, yeah. Paris Keller does not. Paris or the grandma. An- Emily's awesome. Yeah. Um, and Par- I think
0: Lorelai is really cool as a character as well. But she's not as good in the comeback ones. I don't think, cause she is in the original run. No, and she gets annoying. She makes annoying decisions, you know, from that point of view.
1: Yeah, but that was a fun one to rewatch, and so now I think my next rewatch might be Mad Men,
0: which is great, cause that's what I tell everyone's like my second favorite TV show. So,
1: and then I don't know if there's anything else we've been watching.
0: Um, this morning we binge watched the fuck ah. out of the new reality show on Netflix. Uh, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it. It's called The Circle, and. My elevator quick pitch is it's Big Brother, but they're all in apartments. And they don't talk to each other, and they can only talk through social media.
1: Yeah, so you can pick your profile picture and, like, write blurbs and stuff about you and status updates.
0: So there's people, and they're, like, in this little hotel apartment thing. Very cool-looking apartments. And then they don't actually have a keyboard at the top. Like, they have to voice talk to everything, which at first was I was like, that's dumb. But it makes sense from the TV point of view because then you have to hear them say it it may by the second episode i'm like oh i get it i really get it um but yeah so people there's a couple people catfishing that they're using one guy's using pictures of his girlfriend another girl's using pictures of just some random girl she's found online um but no one knows that because you know they don't ever meet
1: right you're supposed to make yourself like the most likable to become like an influencer have more power in the game and I guess at the end, if you don't get blocked and voted out.
0: At the end they said there's going to be a vote for who's the most popular. There
1: will be a cash prize. Yeah, like
0: $100,000, something like that. So Netflix put out four episodes, I think, within the last week sometime.
1: I think they air on Wednesdays.
0: And then they're going to put out four more the second week and then four more the third week. And then I think there's 12 episodes total. So it's like binging, but it's also, you know, not. Yeah, it gives you, you a limit. Right. You can
1: only do so much But
0: we game. watched all four episodes this morning, so that's it how much we enjoyed it. It was pretty
1: entertaining.
0: Um, I, I use the word fascinating because it was just so like, oh, the strategy of a new game, you know, and you're like, oh, oh, yeah, I could see why they would do this, you know, and people that think they're doing so well and they weren't because it's, again, it's so new.
1: Right. I don't know. It's different. And it's great. It so, kind of reminds me of an old MTV show, reality TV yeah, show. Yeah, in like, a way. Like they'd all be in like a van or something (laughs) (laughs) on a date. Like
0: there's the two catfish people were talking to each other and they were both being like, you think anybody else in here is catfishing? But they don't know each other catfishing, but they just happen to be saying it. Or, uh, you know, some guys like, oh, I'm going to use this line on her. And then you get the perspective of that girl being like, I'm going to say this. And I bet he does this. And the guy does the same thing. But then they're both like, yeah, we played them. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny getting to see. Uh, the Both instantaneous of thoughts yeah. of their social media interactions, where I'm like, this is just super, this is way better than I ever imagined it could have been.
1: But there are some people who are being genuine and not catfishing at all. And right. so you have this like paranoid, like, are they who they really say they are? And once a person is blocked and voted out, I guess the idea is they get to reveal their identity to the house. No,
0: no, they get or to-, to the apartment. They, they I, so far for us they get to go meet one person.
1: Well, they share a video on the news feed, the first, uh, but they do in the reveal to the house who they are. Who they are after they're blocked and voted out.
0: Right. So it's very interesting. I think it's pretty good. If you like reality TV shows, uh, it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you have Netflix.
1: Yes, I liked it. I thought it was going to be weird at first, and it is. But it's. I mean, we watched Love Island, so yeah.
0: <laughs> We're fucking ogs now. I'm handling any of that shit. I have a uh, some uh british not british i guess uh, uk friends and they'll say stuff you know about a girl looking fit or a bird and i'm like hey i know what you're talking about because we watched love island this summer
1: definitely the british version is better than the american by a lot and that's part part of just the slang i think for me i just loved listening to the way they talked it was fun
0: yeah and I'll be like oh they're dumb just like us but in different ways with different words (laughs) yeah good made
1: you feel a little bit better about American youth maybe not being so different from the rest of the world
0: yeah I mean we're pretty stupid though Um, All right, I don't think I have anything else to talk about Um, the goal is I'm going to have a music podcast out in a couple days from now be music podcast 30 I think yeah Music Podcast 30 will be on in a couple days. And then in a week after that, we're going to put out the best of episode. It'll be awesome, I think. Um, all right. You got anything else to talk about?
1: Not that I can think of at the moment. Wish me luck in my goal for the yeah. next month.
0: Be reading. You know, always be reading.
1: Yeah. ABR. <laughs> True
0: new uh, catchphrase. All right. Hopefully, you all enjoyed our dog barking and clicking and clacking around. And here in the last five minutes, she finally laid down on her little bed Because, uh, of course, that's how it happens. Now that
1: we're done, she's going to sleep.
0: Yep. All right. Peace.